2: Hello, welcome to Eureka, the show that gets under the skin of science in a good way as we invite a new expert every week to help us answer one of science's most interesting questions. Isaac Asimov once said the most exciting phrase in science is not Eureka, but that's funny. As in, well, I wasn't expecting that. But respectfully, we think you can have a bit of Eureka and then also a bit of that's funny. Uh, I'm Rick Edwards. And I'm Dr. Michael Brooks. But not a... Not, not a doctor in the way you want someone to be a doctor. Uh, yes, I mean,
1: um, obviously, no one, it's, want, no one it's wants quantum quantum a doctor of quantum physics. Yeah, they do because everyone Who wants does? to know. Everyone wants to know how everything works, and I'm the man with the answers. <laughs> that's I mean,
2: incredibly arrogant, <laughs> uh, as I'd expect. Uh, but also, I don't think that's true. I think very few people want to know how everything works.
1: Uh, well, we're going to have to agree to
2: disagree. But I mean, I am right. No, not well, it everyone depends how you, know you
1: define very few.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'd say, uh, well, when you do your talks, I mean, they're
1: not especially well attended, are they? <laughs> oh, they're pretty well attended, to be fair. <laughs> well, hang on. A surprising number of people are willing to spend an evening in my company paying for the privilege of finding out that we know nothing about how anything works.
2: <laughs> how long have you been peddling the same talk, do you reckon?
1: Oh, it's probably a good sort of six or seven years now. Amazing. I mean, nobody comes back, obviously, because, uh, you know, it's so disappointing.
2: Well, and, but, and, you, and you've told them everything. Yeah, yeah. And I've told them
1: everything we know, which is pretty much nothing. So um, the pandemic well, obviously was a, a tragic time. Um, but there's kind of a little silver lining in that I haven't had a cold for a long time. Well, I, I hadn't, and now I currently have one. Oh,
2: nice. And I'm really, uh, yeah, I'm really annoyed
1: about it. <laughs> Perfect for our episode on how the immune system works, yeah. or in your case, doesn't. Doesn't,
2: yeah. I was gutted, because it has been nice not having any colds. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I've got a really nasty one. And I'm fully, like, I'm on, I've got the old bass inhaler. Of course I've you got, have. I've got the locket. I've got the special sort of vocal zone tea. I'm on the Lemsit Max tablet. Have you
1: tried the Manuka honey?
2: No, I haven't this time, mainly because the first time, I I, I don't think I'd ever heard of manuka honey, and I I think I've told you this before. (laughs) Eva sent me to the shops to go get some (laughs) manuka honey, so I went to the health food shop near us. And I had to get it. It was like behind the counter, which should have been alarm bells anyway. Um, <laughs> and I just said, oh, I need to get some uh, some Manuka honey. And Ema had said, make sure you get that. It's like graded. Yeah, yeah. And she the, said, yeah. get something like 25 or something like that. And I was like, fine. No idea what that means. And So I just said, yeah, I need some like 25 Manuka honey. And they were like, no problem. get it. Bring it up. Uh it was I think it was forty-five pounds.
0: <gasps> Holy shit.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh no, 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 just the no, just just, just the honey. <laughs> I just she's wanted like, one pot I just of I one honey. one one pot of honey. And she's like, that's right, it's forty-five pounds. Wow. Uh, but I was sufficiently um worried about going back to Ema with the wrong grade of manuka honey. Uh
1: that <laughs> you I just, just I just paid the just just paid for that. Paid right. for it. I've okay. got um, another tip for you. I mean, you could try just tapping yourself here on the sternum uh, just a you know, high part of the sternum Yeah Stimulating the thymus To release T-cells To fight your infection This is good
2: And what am I just uh, How long do I do it for?
1: Well nobody knows But you, <laughs> you, 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 I mean It's it's another Another piece of junk science About the immune system Am so. I doing it for the whole
2: Is, is this junk? Is it true yeah, or not? Yeah
1: no, Of course it's not true You can't well, just I make your thymus I Release T-cells By tapping it I don't know
2: Ridiculous Well I'm still tapping I, d- I don't feel much better yet <laughs> Humans are ever evolving. Take a look at the Olympic Games today and compare them to the exact same events 60 years ago. The difference is stark. We jump higher, we run faster, we lift heavier. Across all disciplines, the human potential to improve our bodies is being proven again and again.
0: This is absolutely remarkable.
2: He's gonna cruise home. This is absolutely magnificent. Oh, he takes it. He kicked the door in. He invited himself to a party, and he said nobody else is coming to this one! So why is it that every winter I'm rendered useless by a poxy cold? If scientists, coaches, engineers or experts from any field can keep advancing and progressing the bounds of what we thought the human body could achieve, why have we yet to eradicate my runny nose? This is the same runny nose that has afflicted my parents and their parents before them. Surely. There is a mad scientist out there somewhere, tinkering away, building something or learning about how the body works to stop us from ever getting sick again. Good evening. The coronavirus is the biggest threat this country has faced for decades. And this country is not alone. All over the world, we're seeing the devastating impact of this invisible killer. In the years following the coronavirus pandemic, it seems more pertinent than ever to unpack the science and ask this week's question. Can we enhance
1: our immune system? Right, who have we enlisted to stop me getting sick then? (laughs) We've got none other than Professor Sheena Cruikshank. Uh, She's an immunologist and professor in biomedical sciences and public engagement at the University of Manchester. And her research focuses on how immune responses of the gut are kicked off by infection and inflammation. So today, she's basically going to educate us on everything related to our immune system. Um,
2: And and you won't have heard it because I think we were going to cut it out, but it took, Michael, three or four goes uh, to get Professor Sheena's name right, and he kept calling a uh, Sheena Creek Shank. <laughs>
1: no, no, I mean I wanted to say Creek Shank, Cri- 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 but I'm pretty sure. It's well, not you Cri- did one that was Creek Shank. <laughs> <laughs> it was good to, it was good to listen to. Uh, what did we ask her first? So the first thing we asked her is obviously a bit of an easy question. What does the immune system do?
0: Well, basically, your immune system's got two jobs. The job that everybody thinks about is the job of looking for foreign things, for germs and fighting them. But actually, the thing it does the most is ignore things. So when your immune system develops, it's got to go around, it's got to learn what bits belong to you, what your cells look like, what your tissues look like, what does your microbiome look like? That's the friendly kind of bacteria that are so important for your health. And once it understands those things, it knows it needs to ignore it. So actually, a lot of the time, what your immune system is doing is acting as a peacekeeper, is preventing these inappropriate responses to self or your microbiome or things that are completely harmless like our food and allergens
2: okay so the the basic rule is the immune system does nothing until it really has to which is exactly my approach to school and exams (laughs) and preparation for the podcast usually that's unfair you
1: know I do loads of, of the podcast <laughs> the, the way I approach the podcast until you really is, have to is, is my point.
2: Nothing like how I approached. What were you like with
1: exams? I mean, we were a last-minute crammer.
2: Yeah, yeah, were I you? did. I did. I wasn't. I was a very, very poor student.
1: I I'm am, disappointed in you. Rick.
2: I'm an advert for getting rid of the sort of exam-based system, I would say.
1: Yeah, because you would do nothing until basically the night before the exam. Then you'd just like crank through all your notes, put them in your head. They're gone two days later. Yeah. Anyway, we're not here to talk about changing the education system. Uh, We're here for the immune system. Yes. So uh, let me tell you, I mean, this is, it's a beast, right? I mean, you you try and sort of get your head head around the immune system. And it's basically like you know the second most complicated thing in your body, apart from your your brain, is incredibly complex in terms of its organisation. Thank you very much. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, it was a sort of general your humanities your um, but the immune system's like the next most complicated thing in your body. Um, has two parts. Sort of, if you split it roughly, it's sort of the innate immune system Hmm. and the adaptive immune system. And the innate one is the kind of first line of defence. It's just things that that are just sort of there, like the in white blood cells called macrophages and neutrophils and they're just there sort of patrolling around uh, and they will digest or poison things that they recognize as foreign mm. basically so so they they just sort of are there looking for stuff that isn't part of your body how do they learn that well so... they don't learn it so they just basically have a chemical response to certain mm. c- uh, molecules that they, they they will come across i mean there's but, it's but genetically when... encoded basically in the in the way that they so, they don't learn it. That's the adaptive immune system that learns. Ah, oh, okay. What sorry. A pathogen sorry. Yeah. 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 Got you got it. So, and that, that adaptive immune system, which is also in your white blood cells, has um, things like, called B cells, which fight bacteria and viruses. Uh, and um, it, they, they make uh, proteins called antibodies. Uh, which neutralise, you know, the the sort of invading uh, pathogens, or or tag them for attack by other parts of the immune system. Uh, there's T cells, and you've got helper T cells and killer T cells. So the helper T cells basically call in reinforcements. They send a chemical signal out.
2: It's all quite cool sounding, isn't it? it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: And then there's obviously the coolest, which is the killer T cells. Yeah. Yeah. Which basically, you know, are there to destroy pathogens. Uh, and and those are the ones that make antibodies and other molecules that sort of recognize an invader, latch onto it. And then um the immune system actually keeps a record of, of everything that it's encountered and destroyed in the past so that, you know, if you encounter it again, same thing, obviously your body recognises it and just destroys it much, much quicker.
2: And that, that's how vaccination works, broadly. Uh,
1: yeah, yeah, and and then we've got, you know, the lymphatic system, so you had your lymph nodes, which meant, mm-hmm. so that's sort of a network of, of, of tubes going through the body. You've got the spleen, which filters your blood uh, and, um, and removes microbes and damaged blood cells and stuff like that, and also makes some of the components of the immune system. You've got bone marrow, where, you know, where you've got um, inside your bones, it's, it's producing red blood cells and white blood cells and the platelets and everything else. And then you've got the thymus, which is what we were just tapping earlier. Yeah, um, and uh, and that sort of filters Feels good filters is, is, is you're definitely getting the T cells out now I mean this is the place where the T cells are matured so they're matured in the thymus and then they're released into the into the body especially when you just give them a little tap mm. on the sternum so that's kind of what what the immune system is and it's incredibly complex and we don't understand all of it and we don't understand all of its functioning but we're sort of getting a, a sort of more insight and obviously covid kind of helped with that
2: can, can I ask Two things, please. Uh, Go on. Firstly, what does the lymphatic system do? I'm sort of vaguely aware of it, and I feel like someone has told me before, but I don't really know. Well, it's I was
1: of- kind of hoping you weren't going to ask that because I thought I was just going on too much and being boring, so I didn't really pay it much attention. And uh, it's it the lymph nodes fill up. So I think it's basically destroyed. And knackered blood cells and things—it's it's sort of
2: waste products waste getting products taken, taken away. The, yeah. yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I think that's what I remember. Okay, here's what I'd like to ask: um,
2: When the bone marrow is making red blood cells, where do the red blood cells sort of come out and emerge into the bloodstream? Where, where are the like? How does that that's happen? That's Such sort a of,
1: weird question. But you
2: know, but you know what I mean, though. Like you've got, I, I've got, I've got my bone. Yeah. And then there's red blood cells being produced. So where are they sort of emerging from?
1: If you know the answer, get in touch with the show. Because, I mean, it's important. they got to come out somewhere. There's a lot of stuff going on in the bone marrow yeah. that needs to get out. Yeah. Maybe they're porous, actually. Those walls of the bone are probably porous. So I think I think that maybe they just the... come out through the bone.
0: Hmm.
2: Genuinely, if you know, get in touch.
1: I mean, uh, genuinely, at Eureka
2: Pod on Twitter.
1: Genuinely wish you hadn't asked that. Now, yeah?
2: where do the blood cells emerge from the bone?
1: Quantum tunneling.
2: <laughs> Shut up.
1: <laughs> uh, have you got anything more to say about the immune system? So that, I mean, that, that's my kind of you know two minute take on you know this is everything that's going on inside the immune system. Mm. But of course, you know that's that's sort of fine. But what we're really interested in why is you know when it isn't working like it should. So that's the sort of next thing that we asked uh, Professor Sheena. Surname? So Crickshank. No. Crickshank. Crickshank.
0: Yeah. There's lots of different things in our modern lifestyle that make our immune response not work so well. One of the key things is the western diet all the different kind of fast foods and things and the kind of way that you know you're in a rush so you'll just grab something that's convenient. It, the sorts of foods that we tend to eat are very high in fat and they're very low in, in lots of, of kind of fruits and vegetables and fibres and that's not good for your immune system. Our immune system and you know the need for food, these are things that are basic to the kind of evolution of, of species. You need to be able to have food to survive, you need to have a functioning immune system. And so they do interact with each other. The immune system and your food are really important, or the nutrients you get from your food. So if you're not eating a balanced diet, it's going to have an impact on your immune system.
2: Okay, so, uh, yeah, McDonald's and Burger King and KFC
1: aren't good for me. No. Shock. Yeah, I was going to say, are you surprised by that? I I mean, I guess if you have salad, but you probably don't, do you? Not really. I I mean, that's not why you go, is it? No, although they have... It's been very interesting watching the
2: pivot, slow pivot of McDonald's and those places. They all offer... There's like vegan options now, vegan burgers. Vegan burgers, but not only that, so... With every meal, like instead of fries, you can have a little side salad, all that kind of stuff. Like they're, <laughs> yeah. they're, they're trying. Don't insult places. me by offering. No, that. No, I know. I, this is the thing. Like no one, it feels like a sort of PR exercise, really. Like no, no, we do do we do do some healthy stuff. Nobody
1: cares. Who <laughs> wants that from you? That's <laughs> not what you're there for, is it? Really? Absolutely not. No, but um, I mean, you're probably a healthy eater, generally, aren't you?
2: Yeah, I'm not bad. I'm not bad actually. Um, I try and. I just I, I try and eat vegetables. That's my that's my main thing. Yeah, try and get the vegetables down, I man. I think everything else will take care of itself.
1: Yeah, is that a struggle for you? Or no, no, no,
2: no. no and that's, that's kind
1: of no. I think I think it's sort of obvious that you eat good fresh food. It's you know vegetable soups, and that's just sort of like you know obvious. But of course, that's because we're quite middle class and and affluent. So if you're living in mm. you know in less than ideal circumstances, actually, it's quite hard to to get. Really good, highly nutritious food, and then you know, then you're in yeah. trouble with your immune system. All right, Jamie Oliver. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, basically, you just you can mess it up really badly, and the Western diet generally is. Is seen as being bad because every nation that's sort of gone from eating, you know, what it used to eat, traditional traditional cuisine, cuisines, yeah. especially in like you know sub-Saharan Africa and things like that. The more you introduce them to the Western diet, which is high in saturated fat, high in sugar, you know, high cholesterol, the more you you eat of that the less healthy the population becomes. And, and you sort of see in specific diseases, like autoimmune diseases, just go rampant in these populations uh, when they're eating, you know, more like, you know, what we eat. And I say we, but we probably don't eat too badly. Mm. But I think the sort of Western diet generally mm. is is just really, really bad for you. And it's basically because your gut bacteria then become like the recipients of this. And so the ones that are liking the the... Highly saturated fats and whatever—they're not the ones that are doing you any good. So the ones that are doing you good and re- able to sort of store up your immune system. <laughs> I mean, in a way, you can, I, mean, I mean, you can imagine an alternate universe yeah, where know, KFC is the only thing you should eat to stay healthy. Yeah. But um, but I, but that's not the universe we're living in. That is not, functions. but definitely yeah. not the universe we're yeah. living in. So you know, you've got to sort of feed those good bacteria—the ones that you know will support your immune system—and you've got to get rid of the ones that are telling you to have lots of sugar.
2: So literally then, eating a load of um, McDonald's or whatever it is is gonna mean that my immune system works less well and I'm more likely to catch a cold or whatever.
1: yeah, yeah hmm. I, mean, I mean it's sort of that that simple. and you know there's plenty of evidence that shows you know if you eat sort of good bacteria, say in a plain live yogurt, yeah. you know not with added sugar, but it, you know, it's definitely uh, good for you. Hmm. It, it promotes immune system function. And, in, and when you haven't got a good sort of microbiome in your gut, that's when you're getting things like, you know, if if you're genetically predisposed to them, then you're getting type 1 diabetes coming through and, and arthritis, inflammatory bowel disease, multiple sclerosis as well. You know, these things are obviously, you know, genetically sort of, something has to pull the trigger on the genetics, and it, and it tends to be this food. Uh, so cases of these diseases arising rising by somewhere between 3 and 9% a year. So, yeah, that's I mean, that's enormous. Wow, yeah. And that's basically around the world as, as people adopt the Western diet. And if people then go back, so if you, can, if you can pull populations back from eating all that stuff, actually those diseases go away again.
2: What about things like uh, kombucha?
1: Yeah, n- no. nonsense. Really? Apparently nonsense. Ah... Uh... It's funny because, I mean, I even started making my own kombucha a while Of course back. you did.
2: Look <laughs> at you. <laughs> you scream I make my own kombucha. <laughs>
1: I haven't done it for months now. Yeah. I just kind of just get bored with with things like that, you know. Yeah. Do it for a while and then I think, he oh. Makes his own
2: kombucha oh, lives oh. in Lewis. <laughs> oh, Christ. <laughs>
1: but, um, I mean, there's lots of those sort of, um, you know, sort of, Ideas that people have, where you get sort of these quack remedies, and you get, mm-hmm. um, you know, people say, "Oh, you need to mega dose with vitamin C if you feel the cold coming on,"
2: which isn't true because you basically just piss
1: it all out. You piss and shit it out, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, and then there's hydrogen adv- hydrogen enhanced water. What? So, so so people are selling water that you are bubbling hydrogen gas through, and then (laughs) presumably putting it back in the bottle. Why? uh, Because they say that like extra hydrogen makes you know sort of promotes immune health and and is good for you. Basically, I mean and and obviously it's it's only good for you in the sense that like if you've spent all that money on you're probably going to drink it which means you're going to be well hydrated which is actually good for you mm. so uh, and then there's you know goop uh, recommends uh, manuka honey
2: oh yeah my favorite yeah of course <laughs> so uh, so
1: you've got um, i
2: mean but goop Go- is um you know goop is yeah. dubious isn't it
1: I mean, I think that's putting it mildly, yeah. isn't it? I mean, Gwyneth Paltrow has recommended, uh, for instance, getting enemas to boost your immune system. Mm-hmm. So, um, mm-hmm. so I asked Professor Sheena, is that a good idea? Surname? Cruikshank. No.
0: <laughs> no. That is the very short answer. It's a really bad idea to have an enema. It could be really damaging your your body, actually, when you do it. So you have this enormously complex barrier system in your gut. So if you, you think about it, we've got all these different layers that are there to protect you against infection. And your microbiome is a really critical part of that. So if you flush out the contents of your gut, you could be stripping out those beneficial microbes, you could be damaging the lining of your gut and you could actually leave yourself much, much more vulnerable to infections. So it's a really really bad idea, especially if you're just doing it on your own and you know you're not doing it under any kind of clinical supervision. So the only evidence that changing things substantially like that in your microbiome might help is when you've got an infection called Clostridium difficile. So this is a, a bacterial infection that is actually it, it is actually present in your normal gut microbiome. But in some individuals, what happens is it starts to become the dominant one. So there's lots and lots of it. And it causes really nasty gut inflammation, really nasty diarrhea. It's really serious, very difficult to treat with antibiotics. But if you have the equivalent of of an enema under medical supervision and a fecal transplant, where you basically put in a nice healthy microbiome, it can be absolutely amazing cure. That is done under medical supervision with designated uh, donors.
2: So we're saying
1: probably don't take the word of goop. I, I mean, I think not. I mean, I mean, it's not just goop. There's lots of unqualified people who are willing to make a lot of claims and, and probably a lot of money um, about how you can enhance your immune system. Uh, very, very few stand up to any scrutiny the ones that do of course are called uh medicine you know the actual yeah. medical science yeah uh yeah. so yeah. you know like the thing about tapping the thymus is tap, j- tap, 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 tap. <laughs> i mean the idea that this would release like t-cells like how have you know millions of years of evolution hasn't worked out how to get the t-cells out <laughs> <laughs> no but if okay hear me out here
2: if that is where they are being released yeah it's entirely unreasonable i think i could give them a little tap or just to shake to them loose out? yeah <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I mean, it. it I mean, it's you don't, don't even know where the, where the red blood cells come out of a bone. <laughs> it's
1: ludicrous.
2: Hold <laughs> that thought. We'll be right back after this quick break to discuss the future of the immune system, the impact coronavirus has had on science and research. And as always, we'll be asking today's expert to answer our question can we enhance our immune system? Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss.
1: And we're back. Uh, Where were we? So we're talking about uh, making claims for immune boosting, things like tapping your thymus. Yes. Yeah. um, I mean, it's an interesting idea that you want to boost your immune system, really, because what your immune system does is, is give you fever, makes you snotty, mm. uh, makes you want to sleep more. So you know, do you really want more of that? I mean, well, basically, we... you know, those those aren't things that the pathogen is doing to you. Those are the things that your immune system is doing to you in response to the pathogen being around. So if you were actually able mm. to boost your immune system in that way, then you would you would effectively make your uh, body a sort of hot mess.
2: Yeah, but would it not be that I would be a hot mess for a shorter amount of time? Would it not just sort of absolutely nail any pathogens very quickly if it was boosted?
1: That's sort of what I'm, I'm imagining. Well, no, because I think it, it generally responds pretty well. I mean, at, at an appropriate level. I mean, that's the point. You don't want to like drink your kombucha and then just like fall down exhausted. I've got to go to bed now. And my nose is running.
0: <laughs>
2: well, no. <laughs> no that's that no, no, is true it's a good point
1: and and the you know people you know obviously talk about boosting it through things like probiotic yogurts mm-hmm. and there's not not a lot of evidence okay. really in their okay. favor that you know a lot of them contain a lot of sugar uh, and they just don't sort of do what they are supposed to do or not provably sort of really sort of actually boost your immune system so um you know and and you've got sort of all these different sort of ways of doing things like talk about the hydrogen Enriched water, Mm. and actually, it's a placebo effect in some ways. If it is doing you good, because it's quite possible that you're you're feeling good about yourself because you're taking care of yourself. So you've invested in something that is for you. So you'll actually sort of your brain will do uh, amazing things with that kind of positivity. Brain does the legwork, and and to be honest, this is where the really interesting stuff is. So so that connection between the immune system and the brain is mad. Like there's so much sort of interplay going on. So uh, in various different ways, so you can like, it can influence your behaviour. So there was a kid, um, a 12-year-old kid in the medical literature who, who basically got diagnosed with OCD and Tourette's and it was down to a streptococcus infection. And what happened was the antibodies against the bacteria were binding to receptors in the brain that control sort of move uh, movement and behaviour. And so um, they were basically trigger- triggering you know, release of dopamine and things like this mm. because he had this infection. And so, you know, basically once he had antibiotics and the infection went away, the antibodies, you know, just stopped being produced and he all his behaviour went back to normal. And, and you know, so, so the immune system can sort of plug into things in the brain that sort of change how you, I mean, and change how you feel as well. So there was a trial of tumour. So hold on, did the kid have Tourette's or not? No, not once he would, didn't have the streptococcus infection. It went away. That's mad. I know. Hmm. But it's quite cool, isn't it? Yeah, pretty. Cool. And then um, there, was a, there was a study where people were trying to use bacteria to fight tumors. So the idea was that bacteria would kill the tumor cells. Yeah. And, uh, and nothing like that happened. But the, the researchers noticed, in fact, they couldn't do a double blind study because they noticed that like, there was one group of the patients who were just a load happier. And they were really like, you know, beaming, like, you know, just really fulfilled people. And basically, they did sort of further research. And they found that what happened was the immune response that was triggered by the bacteria had altered their mood, um, causing uh, neurons basically to release serotonin. So they, they, their their immune response just made them really happy. Which is, I mean, again, it sort of feels quite cool.
2: Yeah, I mean, what? Why? Why was it triggering that?
1: Because I guess it has um, certain, you know, so the immune response obviously has, you know, chemical attachment, you know, molecular attachment mm. mechanisms. Mm. And some of those are sort of mirrored in the brain. And it used to be thought that, like, there was, you know, the, the brain blood barrier. So, you know, you couldn't get things going into the brain mm. and, and interfering with it. But that's clearly not true. Mm-hmm. And so you get these things sort of actually affecting your brain. Uh, affects cognitive performance as well. So you've got... Um, Experiments done in mice, so you know, obviously in mice. Yes. Uh, but um, if you if they lack CD4 cells, which is a kind of T cell, they basically can't produce or can't do tasks as well uh, that involve learning and memory as if they have these T cells. And and researchers actually injected them with these T cells, and they sort of restored all their all their sort of cognitive function. Um, so the so there's that. And then there's a, there's a link between personality traits and immune system as well. So you've got highly conscientious people have lower levels of inflammation and highly extrovert people have higher levels of inflammation. So, th- so you would say extrovert people have a better immune response. Mm. They're less likely to get ill. But they're also, I mean, having lots of inflammation through your life is a bad thing in that it can produce like diabetes and, and other yeah, yeah, diseases. Yeah. So, e- those extroverts are going to suffer in the end, hopefully. hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good. <laughs> but, you know, I, I, there's studies, um, there's a study published in the Journal of Psychosomatic Medicine that showed Tai Chi can produce more immune cells, like up to 50% more immune cells just through meditation. And now that I like. it's. I mean, it's sort of, you know, we need to get this sort of brain. Immune system axis sort of working for us, mm. and then I mean, and and then of course all this goes double with vaccination. So there's some really really weird things with with vaccines that have been found, which is that people who describe themselves as cheerful, energetic, um, and relaxed produce a bigger antibody response when vaccinated. It's seventy three percent in this study, so literally produce more antibodies if you're in a good mood, and if and if you're a good in a good mood on the day. Um, the, there was a study showed that like 16 weeks later after that vaccination um, you're, you're still producing um, more antibodies so like your state of mind on the day while getting the vaccine seems to have an effect on how your body uh, responds to the vaccine and, and if you're in happy long term relationships more antibodies when you get vaccinated this is fascinating it's just so weird isn't it really weird so, you know, there's a lot of sort of dimensions to try and control in all of this. And, and basically all of this is sort of playing into how scientists are sort of trying to improve, not only our understanding of the immune system, obviously, but obviously, you know, being able to do something about, you know, how, how it works.
2: I'm obviously desperately trying to think about what
1: sort of mood I was in when I had my, uh, <laughs> my first... Uh, I was bored after... I mean, no, the first jab, I was in quite a good mood. First COVID jab, yeah. I think, I was, jab, I, think yeah. I
2: was quite anxious because my, my cat was ill. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, my cat was at the vets.
1: And you had COVID since? I have had COVID since. (laughs) Hmm. Whereas I'd bumped it, I mean, in the queue for the vaccination, I bumped into somebody I hadn't seen for ages, was chatting to them. We went in, you know. Someone you like? Yeah, 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 he's all right.
2: It doesn't sound like it put
1: you in a good mood particularly. It was all right. Yeah,
2: I, I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm not saying you're in a bad mood. No, but it doesn't know, sound like this guy put you in a good mood. Doesn't no, it no.
1: So. Well, also the chirpy volunteers helped. You know, all those people who were shepherding you through, really, yeah, you know, nice you know, people, put me, in, nice put me people. in a good mood. So you know, that's why maybe why I haven't had COVID since, and you have because you're a miserable bugger. Mm, it could be that. <laughs> uh, okay, so what's the future of the
2: immune system then?
1: Well, that's exactly what I asked our professor. Uh, Sir name?
2: Crickshank crookshank
0: (laughs) looking even long term at the future we have this amazing scope of sort of really being able to personalize our medicine because if we understand the unique features that affect the way your immune system works we can really start tailoring the immune system to individuals and we can maybe start looking at helping that immune system work all the way through your life Because as we get older, we know that the immune system becomes less effective in a lot of people. So what can we do to help those individuals to make sure they have the best possible quality of life? So, yeah, there's loads and loads of things. And just the way I think, especially with COVID, one of the exciting things, one of the positive things that's happened is the way that researchers are working together across countries, across cities, across institutions, but also across disciplines to be able to answer fundamental questions about treating disease. And although that already happened a bit, I think we've seen a real acceleration of it in, in, in this current era. And I think it could really change the way that we do science forever, at least I hope so.
2: So essentially, after covid Immunologists have said, okay, yeah, we can do some stuff here.
1: Yeah. I mean I I think they there's a lot to do. Mm. Obviously there's a lot that people don't understand but they're sort of getting insights from COVID, which are really useful. Mm -hmm. And um, obviously, you know, one of the things she mentioned is really good news for me. uh, We're starting to be able to think about reversing some of the things that happen with age. So your immune system gets worse with age, Mm -hmm. uh, but it might be possible to sort of, um, to reverse that. So I mean, there were these sort of very specific discoveries with COVID, like you see how an antibody response is generated, how it adapts to deal with different variants. You know, there was all that sort of anxiety over whether the um, vaccine would work with the new variant and stuff like that. Yeah. And we started to sort of get data on, on how that works. So there's a big sort of increase in, in understanding. And there's obviously there's global cooperation where, which always helps science. Um, but you know, the, I think the major thing that's really going on COVID aside is that we're in the age of the genome. Now, So, I mean, obviously that gets a lot of hype and overhype, mm. uh, but we do have a lot of data and you can cross-correlate, uh, you know, what you've got, the data that you've got with sort of how immune systems are functioning and, uh, and you know, you can take samples and we can get, you know, a lot of sort of research done. So uh, I think the future of immunology is really a sort of about finding the nuggets of gold sort of buried within all that data. Mm. Um, and uh, And you can use AI to find... Patterns and links that you might try, and, and and sort of things that give you a suggestion of like, oh, this seems to to be the case, and you can, and, and if you've got a person's genome, you know, eventually you'll be able to sort of personalize that information and say, oh, you've got this kind of thing going on, therefore you need to do this. Um, the, the, that's the direction we're heading in, really, isn't it? Sort yeah,
2: personalized. Um, I don't know about immune system enhancement, but immune system kind of repair and bolstering, yeah. maybe.
1: Yeah, I mean, and, and this thing about the fact that it just degrades over time, I mean, that's one of the things that you can look at somebody and say, oh, you know, maybe this aspect is has is, is, is changed for you, or, you know, the information we've got suggests that you you might benefit from this kind of thing. And, um, you know, the effects of ageing are, are, are quite scary. So, like, the neutrophils, which, you know, the white blood cells mm. that sort of hunt, uh, hunt out uh, pathogens, they... Basically, old, bo- old bone marrow produces neutrophils that just aren't very good at doing their job. So they sort of blunder through tissue and cause inflammation. They sort of can often do more damage than they stop, if you like. Clumsy fuckers. <laughs> yeah, basically. And they actually go off in the sort of wrong direction, so they get the chemical signaling wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's sort of a bit really mad. Really dozy.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
1: but you can actually reset the production specs for your neutrophils Uh, By doing things like, amazingly, taking statins seems to have an effect. So they accidentally discovered that yeah, this group of people on statins actually have much better and younger, effectively, neutrophils uh, than people who weren't taking statins. So I am sorted. Uh, But actually, you can produce the same effect with exercise. So like the old, you know, the old ways of doing things are always the best. And basically, if you can do 10,000 steps a day or some kind of equivalent exercise, that is going to bring your neutrophils back under control as you get older. So so you've got to keep exercising. Um, you've also got to keep exercising because uh, the muscle basically is, is part of the immune system and it helps your immune system to work, uh, to function properly. So you, you basically produce more macrophages and anti-inflammatories. Uh, the more muscle you have. So like the rock is, I mean, the rock probably never gets ill.
2: It doesn't look like he gets ill. It
1: doesn't. I mean, colds aren't messing with that guy. Uh, so, um, I mean, then you've got the, the thymus, the old, the, old, the old tap tap thymus. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, I mean, that really drops off its production of T cells, you know, it's release of T cells, I should say, because they mature in there. Speak for yourself, I'm tapping. <laughs> it, 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 it drops off massively as soon as you've gone through puberty, basically. So you, you sort of get this drop off in, in T cells the older you get. But they, they found again, sort of, you know, partly by accident, that um, you can rejuvenate that production basically by doing a lot of exercise. So they, they found people who do a lot of cycling and were over 55 mm-hmm. produce a lot more T cells uh, from their thymus might be the Lycra, don't know. I mean,
2: yeah, it? Yeah, could... I, I don't want to... I mean, yes, I do want to produce more T-cells, but
1: I don't want to be part of that crew. <laughs> At all. <laughs> and, um, I mean, and there are some supplements. So we haven't really talked about supplements, but vitamin E is something that seems to rejuvenate T-cells in older people, over 65s. Uh, and generally, vitamin D helps, you know, the immune system to function. Mm-hmm. So you can take, you know, especially in, in winter when you're not really getting much sunlight you know take vitamin d supplement you have to be careful with these things because you can over like if you take too much of them they can actually impair your immune system as well have have detrimental effects so you have to sort of get the dosing right um
2: but you know it's and but if you take too much of um say vitamin d
1: you just excrete the excess type. no i think i can. think i think it does some damage if there's uh, too really? much of it around oh, okay mm-hmm. yeah and i think the same is true of vitamin e Obviously, not a real doctor, so get proper medical advice. <laughs> suddenly it comes out. <laughs> Don't sue me <laughs> so there's another group, so older people looking good, uh, but new research as well is really good for babies and toddlers, especially weirdly, if i mean if you're if you're born into poverty, where well, you're much more at risk of dying of infectious diseases, yeah. you know childhood um, mortality is high. And and you can actually sort of we're starting to learn how to tweak this with vaccines, weirdly enough. So um, some vaccines seem to have what are called non-specific effects that they found in these, you know, massive studies. They found, for instance, that like if you have the measles vaccine, it cuts deaths from all other infections by a third. Apart and, from measles. Like any any I mean, idea what the mechanism is? It's incredibly complicated and, and it's sort of being researched, but nobody really knows. You know, what they've seen is this sort of correlation. Between, if you have this, then you're you're actually much more protected against loads of infections, not just measles. And it's the same with uh, the TB. Is there any sorry, is there
2: any chance that that's uh, that that is just a correlation, and we're we're missing a missing a factor?
1: No, because uh, no. Um, it's 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 in study after study, and they've been really right. tightly controlled. Right. And the WHO actually has a working group looking into try and explain this now, because obviously it matters. It's important to yeah, sort yeah, of understand yeah, that yeah. stuff. And it's the same in the developing world with the BCG vaccine. So, you know, the TB vaccine you might yeah, have in yeah, your left yeah, arm. Yeah. Uh, you have a scar from that. And that seems to stimulate didn't, the didn't innate... Didn't need it. it was
2: already... Uh, had, had some sort of innate immunity to that one, actually.
1: Yeah. You did not? Yeah, I did. No. Yeah. You had innate immunity to TB.
0: Yeah.
2: Weird, isn't
1: it? That is weird.
2: But you know, it happens. You know, you, you go in and you get the... And they, and they test you. Yeah. And, it, and if you... If you get no reaction, then you need to have the thing. Yeah. When I did it, I nearly like passed out. Like My body really? immediately went... <laughs> and it was like swollen and red and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So I didn't have to have the thing. So it was, my body was like, no, we know this. We don't like it.
1: Oh, mm. that's weird. Yeah. Maybe you had TB very young. You'd think you'd know about that, though, I wouldn't think, you? God, I feel like my mum and dad might have mentioned <laughs> it. <laughs> but that vaccine, I mean, that, that seems to sort of stimulate the... the innate immune system and weirdly it can protect you against leukemia and there's melanoma as well so so cancers are slightly reduced in groups of people who've had that vaccine as compared to people who haven't uh, same with is, yellow is, fever vaccine as well so it, it, what it's is doing baffling. it's doing stuff to the immune system that you know because obviously when we invented vaccines you know, it was a sort of trial and error thing. You know, it was like, oh, this seems to work. You know, this seems to stop the, I think it was cowpox was the first mm. one that Edward Jenner did. Yeah, And, yeah. and you know, it was a bit sort of trial and error and hit and miss, and we got better and better at it. But we never really sort of took into account, I wonder what other effects it's having besides the one we'd sort of designed it for. And now we're finding that actually, because the immune system is incredibly complex, you know, there are other fe- effects going on. And some of them are good, and and a few of them are bad as well. There's... There's sort of suggestions that, that you know, obviously there's some sort of, you know, effects from some vaccines in some populations that aren't ideal, mm. sort of side effects. Um, but, you know, it seems like, you know, like melanoma is one of those things that yellow fever vaccine can give you some protection against as well, which, you know, is not sort of explicable in the sort of standard view, but it's obviously some kind of, you know, I mean, stimulus it's, it's, to it's the uh, immune system.
2: Yeah, it's not at
1: all explicable
2: because you would think that cancer would have nothing to do with an Im- your immune system function.
1: Except that, you know, it Obviously, we, has... the, the, um, there are studies looking into BCG as a treatment for certain kinds of cancer mm. because, you know, we've sort of seen these correlations and it's interesting. Really
2: interesting and sort of optimistic.
1: Yeah, I think so. I think um, there's so much more that we need to know, but but it's looking like, you know, we can do stuff with the immune system that we didn't really know was possible.
2: This is another one of those episodes where I'm sort of surprised at how little we understand something and something that we You don't study, mean we you and me. Not, no 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 no, like, I'm not surprised by that. How stuff but gets out of bones. We we, <laughs> we as in scientists uh <laughs> yeah, well, let's count it's something ourselves that we yeah, those. But, but we've studied this loads. Like we've we've been studying the human body for years and years and years, with incredibly advanced techniques and yet fundamentally our immune system is still beyond our comprehension or lots of
1: it lots of it is yeah that's amazing yeah
2: very complicated system
1: it's good for the immunologists though isn't it I mean they're in work for years well, stuff to look into yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah yeah. good luck to them
2: so our question is can we enhance our immune system
1: let's ask Professor Sheena Crookshank. very good
0: we can't boost our immune system, but what we can do is if our immune system isn't working properly, we can make it work as it should. We can restore it.
1: Okay, so can't boost but can restore.
2: I mean, that's still I good. Sort of quite good. I feel like
1: we're boosting a little bit. I mean, vaccines are a boost, aren't they? We don't have <laughs> natural immunity. Mean, I shouldn't argue with our expert. No, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd sort of listen to what you just heard. <laughs> 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 I'd but love to see you and Professor Sheena Crooksank, very good, um, go toe to toe. But I think she'd probably win. I mean, she probably would. But all I'm saying is, like, vaccines are a boost to our immune system, aren't they? <sighs> Maybe I'm being, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm splitting hairs. It's, it's slightly, it's I semantics. guess, it's semantic, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's semantic, yeah, yeah, yeah. fine. Because
2: fine. it's still your your immune system that is dealing with stuff. You're just you're just training a bit of your immune system.
1: Yeah. Okay. So training, not boosting. Yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Getting the getting your immune system down the old immune gym. <laughs> uh, but it does mean that uh, you could sort of rule out taking a load of these nonsense sort of wellness shots. Yeah, yeah. And I don't need to spend forty five pounds on manuka honey <laughs>
1: ever again. Well, you do if you don't want to get divorced.
2: Oh, that's true. Yeah, oh, that's true. Eureka is a stack production presented by Dr. Michael Brooks and Rick Edwards. The production team is Temi Adebayo, Katie Baxter, Luke Moore and Charlie Morgan. Sound designed by Katie Baxter. Special thanks to today's expert, Professor Sheena Cruikshank. If you're interested in Professor Cruikshank's work and would like more information, head to the University of Manchester's website. If you like the show, which, let's face it, you did, please subscribe and rate wherever you listen to your podcast. It does make a massive difference. You can also find us on Twitter at EurekaPod. Thanks very much